Happy New Year, everyone. This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from the beautiful Florida Keys. How was your New Year's? It was a, a relaxing one here. It's a beautiful day. I, I guess I should... I'm looking out the wind. I guess I'm looking out the window right here. We have a cold front moving in. Not as cold as your neck of the woods, I imagine. Most other places... I mean, some of the listeners, I do have a decent amount of listeners down here, but it's not, I'm not going to talk about the weather, right? You could just imagine what it's like here right now. I'm just going to say it's, it's, it's sunny in about 78, you know, but there's other things we got to put up with down here, like humidity and all that shit, but New Year's is upon it. It's 2022. And by my calculations, it's episode 551. And I'm going to be targeting 1 million downloads for 2022. I do appreciate you for listening. I wonder how your New Year's Eve went. And I'll tell you about a little about mine. Down here, uh, Usually New Year's Eve and the day and night, people, it involves water. People are on boats, they're waterside, they're watching fireworks near the water, they're fishing, they're doing all sorts of things. It is uh, that temperate down here most of the time. Sometimes it gets a little cooler, but most of the time it is beautiful on New Year's Eve. And this year was no exception. But the one exception is we didn't have any fireworks in our part of Key Largo. There was a an exclusive resort down here where they had fireworks, which it's close enough to the surrounding areas, but there's not a lot of parking down where they had it. But normally they used to have it up near, uh, we go by mile markers in the upper, well, in all the Keys, matter of fact. And Key Largo goes from one oh eight down to mile marker and it goes for a little further north there's a little spur of a community in north Key largo called ocean reef and along there but it goes for about christ almost 25 miles down the old highway but in north north or central key largo we used to have fireworks near the caribbean club the old a keezy kind of bar and there's a couple restaurants there and the restaurants would band together as long as one of the hotels too and they would fund a fireworks display but recently the local family that owned several of the restaurants sold their restaurants and we have a new owner there and they don't uh the new owner doesn't sponsor the fireworks, which I can understand if they're not a part of the community, they don't really need, you know, it, it's it's not, having fireworks is good for that one night, but you usually don't recoup the investment you make over one night. So usually it's almost like a gift 
to Key Largo when someone pays for those professional fireworks. We're not talking about the ones that your uncle puts on in the driveway. In Key Largo, they have a, a store that sells fireworks. It's legal to sell fireworks in Florida. There's a, we call it the loophole, is the agricultural loophole. And people sign a sheet when they buy fireworks that they're using them to use them to, you know, scare off birds and some from crops. I think that's pretty much the way it is. The loophole, you're not supposed to be, it, they're illegal to use them generally unless in, in the agricultural industry. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it's one of those things and people don't do anything to change that. The same store that's down here, though, Phantom Fireworks, they have the same thing uh, they had it years ago up in Pennsylvania, and fireworks were illegal in Pennsylvania too, but you can sell them saying you're from out of state, you can buy them. You'd sign something. I don't, I, I don't know how that worked in Pennsylvania. But people get their own fireworks and things like that, and they were doing them, and we had fireworks at the bungalows. It was a beautiful night. And you heard me speak on a previous show that this is what, I guess it's not sweetly called. It is called Hell Week. And it's when our busiest week during the year, the busiest, I mean, the busiest time of the year is the busy season, which was normally between near Valentine's Day going up to Easter, Mother's Day. Some of the nicest weather we have down here and just, the higher traffic volume we have where all the tourists are coming down here. So, But the the, the, the tightest, where every place is maxed out, seems to be between Christmas and New Year's. And that was... We'll find out afterwards what it is, the after-action report. But the restaurants, and I've heard other people say this too, they didn't seem that busy. And if all the hotels are sold out and the hotels aren't efficiencies, I was wondering what, how the people ate if they didn't eat in restaurants. Now, if more people stayed in rental properties, that would make a lot of sense because, you know, rental properties, you, you have your kitchens and they have cooking implements and all this stuff and people going to shop. There were tons of people in the supermarkets. Tons of people, and there was empty shelves, and a lot of things were missing. Some of the staples, like spaghetti, spaghetti sauce, different meat, you know, things that people buy, smaller containers of what all the sundry items like mustard, ketchup, mayonnaise, different cheeses. People really like their fucking cheese here. I don't care, you know, you call French cheese eaters, American goes through, Americans go through a shitload of cheese too. But the supermarkets were incredibly busy. And we get calls every night at the restaurant while I was working. People asking how long your wait is. And I'd say, well, we don't have much of a wait at all. Even though we were busy. We were busy. And then we did pretty good. We did do pretty good for that. But I'll tell you a little anecdotally what happened. In, on New Year's Day, the wife and I got up and around 11 o'clock we decided we wanted to go to breakfast even though we knew in our heart of hearts 
that we were going to wait. We were willing to wait. And we went to the one of the nicest keys, Keezy restaurants, I think, in all the keys is Conk House. It used to be a French restaurant, but it just has that Florida Keys architecture. It's an old house, and it has a little garden there, outside tables, tables on their patio, and a small inside dining section. And they serve up uh, great seafood dishes, great breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So we got there, and there were people sitting out front, and we're thinking, oh, we're going to have to wait like 15, 20 minutes. Don't you know, the wife walks up to the waitress host slash host, hostess, and she asks about a table, and they had a couple of tables available. Where would you like to sit? And we just took the table. We just went up on the patio and sat down, and we were promptly you know, taken care of by a server, and then ordered and within 15 minutes had our, our breakfast and when we left around 12 12 15 it was maybe half occupied that was new year's day then normally and and then how nice the restaurant is i was very surprised i was very surprised you'd think maybe in your head the, the narrative would mean oh so many people stayed up late and did this thing well that's we're not that kind of place where people are up like 3, 4 in the morning. Or tons of people are up at 3, 4 in the morning. It's not like New York City. So, that, it played out like that on New Year's Day. We didn't have to wait too long. It wasn't too busy. I guess people were transitioning. You know, some people were moving out. Other people moving in. Meaning tourists. So, and then I found out from other people that restaurants was, weren't too filled. They were kind of... Um, one of them, uh, one of the restaurants inside a nice resort, they, even though the resort was full, one of the servers said to me, we were very disappointed with the amount of people that came, were there. And I'm like, oh, really? I would, I guess I was surprised because there's a tradition by a lot of the locals here. They're similar to uh, gnomes and elves. You know, they're hard to find in not there are gnomes and elves, but in in the folklore, you never see gnomes or elves or anything. These denizens of these fairy tale forests because they're always hiding. Well, or, or like deer. When it's the busy season, the locals either go someplace else or they hit the stores before it gets busy, load up and hunker down. Like it was for the hurricane, they say they don't travel because what happens is you get all these people coming in, you get day trippers from Miami and the vacationers heading down to Key West and all points in between, and we get these traffic jams on the overseas highway on the way down, and as we go south on US-1 through the Keys, where from Key Largo to Tavernier into Isle Morada are four-lane roads road transitions to a two-lane road and things slow down and a trip down to Key West that normally takes about two hours ends up taking three and a half, four hours or even longer if you get stuck on the, uh, you could you could end up paying five, spending five hours. I spoke to a couple of tourists and they were um, vacationers and they were talking about how long it was. A lot of people seem to drive down here 
not fly. I spoke to a Canadian couple, and there were uh, Green Bay fans. I asked, why were you Green Bay fans? Because that's the closest football team to where they live. And I said, well, how far are you from Green Bay? And they say, six hours. Six hours north of Green Bay, which I imagine is quite cold. My hat's off to you Canadians for driving all the way down here. So yes, six hours, which is already maybe a 22-hour, 23-hour trip. So that's 30 hours. I imagine they did that for two days. But there a lot of, lot of people were driving. I guess with the uncertainty of airline travel, with all the cancellations, people saying, well, if I'm going to do, you know, you cancel your tickets and just drive. So I haven't heard a lot of those stories. I did hear... Uh, I didn't hear a lot of stories about people flying. Some people were delayed, and that's a, that's a shame for them. But uh, they're here now, and I went out today. Today's was it January third, my second day off during that. We had I had Christmas off, but I worked every other day, and it it's it's busy out there. There was tons of people. I taught my spin class this morning. There was about 12 people in there. And and that's the max in my post-COVID world now. And, and in spin class, instead of having 20, we're down to 12 as the max amount of people in there. And they reinstitute the mask. I know people there get old. It's just no worse than the cold. And said, but listen, I wasn't used to so many people getting the cold as they do now. We've I've known uh, several people in the industry, close people in the industry, at least six of them this past week that came down. A couple restaurants closed down due to having multiple people down. Fortunately, the restaurant I work in was relatively I like to say unscathed, but not scathed enough to shut down any more than they needed to. I mean, compounded 2022 looks about the same as 2021. But the addition is people are seeming to come down with COVID easier now. And we're hearing it and... Unfortunately, and another fortunate thing, just not the restaurant, even though people are getting quarantined and staying down and they're getting hospitalized, it seems that deaths are about, even though there's a lot more people infected, the deaths are about the same amount as it was in the height. They're more, I guess the strain was more, the variants were more severe previously in this new variant. You just hear people getting that sore throat and they're, you know, that just the way it is. Everyone's going to get it, maybe. Who knows? The resolution for, my resolution for 2021, I told about not being, taking anything too personally. But also on top of that, I wanted to drink more water. Yeah, I just think... It's just one of those things. I've been healthy, what you know, taking care of myself. I'm not willing to change my diet drastically. But I imagine I can drink a lot more water. 
that's something I could do without being, I guess, changing my life too much. Now, New Year's Eve, I was talking about how uh, we're not, the restaurant I, I go, is not on the water. So even on when they are having the fireworks, we normally are empty around 10 o'clock because people are going to areas where they can better see the fireworks. You can see parts of it maybe when they did have them. And like I said, they didn't have them. But people went different places. And we had a decent crowd early on, but it's just one of those things. It was one of my earlier nights doing it. We closed, the kitchen closed at 10. We were out of there at 10.30. I was home and able to watch, which I'll go into depth, the drunken display on CNN. There were more drunk people on CNN than there were at my restaurant on New Year's Eve. I'm talking about just the anchors and the people who worked there. So, we're there the last couple nights. We've had uh, a decent amount of crowd. We had a big influx. We still had it yesterday on the 2nd. You figure they would have left. The schools are going to be going back soon. But today at the supermarket, there was, it seemed to be numerous people from out of town. You could just tell. I mean, when you're going down the aisle, you can see the people, you can see the kind of food they're you know, the kind of food they buy and things like that just gives off a different air. There's things you buy to restock your pantry and there's things you buy to eat that night. It seems like people are buying things to eat that night. You see a lot of beer, a lot of water, a lot of soda. Not, not a lot, tons of healthy stuff. The locals load up on vegetables, meats, you know, staples. You see potatoes, they're more in the into the uh, produce section. And then the vacationers, they're going to get a lot of bread, hamburgers, hot dogs, things from dairy, eggs, bacon, which I guess everyone gets. We're not, we're not doing as much bacon as we used to. We might do bacon like once a month now. I guess that's an improvement. So let me talk again about that New Year's Eve. We had a nice, we had some people come in and I guess they were going to celebrate at home, but they come and eat and then they came over to some, a group of six. There are, I guess the gentleman, I've seen him, he's been down here for quite a few months. I wonder if he's year round or just a seasonal, but he came in with his family, I guess relatives. They weren't, it didn't look like his children. It looked like friends or family or something like that and, and his wife and they're sitting having drinks at the bar and they want to get picture, a picture taken and it was relaxing enough normally I wouldn't be able to hang out I said to him I said do you want me to take a picture for you and they said yeah and normally when I do that would you like a picture I would uh, take a picture of myself I try to take a couple pictures and put it on there and smile and then hand it back to him for the right people, it's funny. I've never had anybody offended, but I usually read people pretty good nowadays. So they they're smiling, nice people, and something, like and getting their picture, and they're saying, "Oh, the flash is making a smoke." Can you um, when we're they're doing it selfie style? 
So they asked me to take a picture, and they said, could you? And then after I took a couple pictures with the flash one, they said, could you flash? And I said, yeah, sure. And so I pulled my shirt up, and one of the ladies started choking on her drink. She was sipping her drink. I don't know why she was sipping the drink while I was taking her picture, but she must have went up her nose. I guess she wasn't ready for the sight of my my nipple. But, yeah, it's not, not too much shenanigans. So that was a fun night. Not as fun as the people at CNN were having when I got home. And I know you've seen it. I know some of you have seen it. And when I got there, it was at 10.30, 11 o'clock. We were, we were switching between Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson's show. I, think, I guess because of new COVID restrictions. Um, Miley Cyrus was hosting a New Year's Eve party in Miami. And she asked Pete Davidson to come in and join to help out. And then brought some Saturday Night Live writers and Lauren Michaels, the producer. And we we were watching that. But we kept on flipping back to CNN to see the New York City, the ball drop. And what we saw was an intoxicated an ever more intoxicated Andy Cohen and anesthetized Anderson Cooper. And right around midnight, they had this British, I guess he does color reporting, but he's a humorist, I guess. And the British guy, he's dressed like the patina-covered Statue of Liberty. And I don't know... He's just standing there looking at homeless Mike dressed as the Statue of Liberty. And there was another, there was a female anchor off this side. And it's right around 12. And when the ball dropped, I guess de Blasio, Mayor de Blasio in New York, the outgoing mayor of New York, is dancing his wife as he, he hit, when he hit the button to, to turn the lights on and all that stuff or whatever and start the ball drop. Uh, after that happened, they come back to Cohen and Anderson Cooper, and Cohen goes off for it seemed like minutes. How horrible mayor that de Blasio was. Now, I don't live in New York, I don't know how horrible mayor he was, but he did not, he disliked de Blasio. He had, in the beginning, I'm listening to him, I thought he was just drunk and he was doing a drunk send-off of the new mayor, and he says, I'm going to, and he says, we don't have to see him anymore, blah, blah, blah. He's doing it, and it was amazing, because Anderson Cooper's just standing, staring at him, and something in Anderson Cooper's head saying, you know what, maybe I should uh, stop Cohen from doing this, because this is really, but Andy Cohen isn't a news personality on CNN. He's just a, a personality. So it really didn't matter. And Cooper's just there like a, 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 I don't even know what to call it, like an android that lost power. Just smiling. And in the middle of it, right when he finally got ran out of steam, Andy Cohen ran out of steam, There, the other ones are there and, and, and Cooper's talking to the British guy who's dressed like a Statue of Liberty and they're all getting shots 
ready. And he goes to him, you don't drink. And he smiles and he takes a shot. So I guess he does drink. And Andy Cohen's grabbing another one. He's grabbing some, I think it was tequila. And he pours himself a glass. And he has a bottle in his hand. And the girl holds the one of the commentators or correspondents who's standing with them. Holds out her glass and Cohen totally ignores her. She's like putting the glass under the bottle. And he's not getting the message. He's just holding on to the bottle. Tremendously fucked up. And then they showed Don Lemon later on. And he looked like his lips were all red. And he was pale. He looked like he was ready to get... He looked like he was dying. But he, I guess he was drunk. He looked... He looked bad. And there's Allison Camerata, another news person. And this was in New Orleans. I guess they're doing it an hour later. And they... He looked just as drunk as the rest of them. I mean, Don Lemon did. And Allison Camerata, I don't think she was drunk. She's trying to straighten. And that does not work when you have one drunk person. It's like trying to corral cats. You're not going to talk any sense to them. So that was interesting. So we kept on flipping back. And we missed the Miley Cyrus her shirt fell off and they showed some of her boobs and she's kind of, she's not very impressive up there, but she was kind of impressive watching that. It was funny in retrospect to think the prof- the more professional celebration and the more under control one was Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson. The two people you think that would be totally fucked up in Miami. They, they pulled it off. They were the adults in the room for New Year's Eve. Just using those two shows as... I'm sure there were other ones. I was wondering what the one was like on maybe the Christian Broadcasting Network. They probably don't do a ball drop or anything like that. They probably do a, a raising of the crucifix. Or, you know... No, you wouldn't want Jesus. You wouldn't want it drop Jesus from the crucifix or anything like that. But they have to do something. New Year's, I don't, maybe they don't recognize the New Year's Eve. You know, God didn't recognize. He said God never talked about the New Year's. So it's not in the Bible. We don't celebrate it. That would be very interesting. Very interesting to find out more of that. But I have to uh, really... I have to send out to uh, congratulations, it seems like, to the CNN producers who got really taken for a ride because they had a ton of people tweeting or sending things using phony names. Ben Dover, um, Mike Ox is, is huge or something like that. Mike Ox huge. Names like that. It was great. They're just making all different messages about it. And they're using, they're making their own email addresses and things like that. And I guess the CNN producers are the people that put it on, on, or just, if your anchors are drunk, why wouldn't the people doing the show be drunk? I'm sure they're drinking in the control room. 
it's one of the time I guess it's I used to think that St. Patrick's Day was the drunk drunkiest of holidays because of the the focus on drinking but New Year's Eve and CNN hey listen you may not like CNN I do I enjoy their reporting I'm a CNN guy or BBC or MSNBC I understand what's commentary and what's news you gotta watch the you know watch the two things but they really I mean I'll tell you they went all in on on drinking for CNN, I don't see them doing any of these. I I see some of these companies that you know, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and any commercials for Please Drink Responsible will not be shown on CNN for a short time. After that display, I've done a podcast. What was it? It would be two years ago this upcoming summer. With a friend of mine, Josh. Um, Josh, he, he is now, where is it, Josh? I think he's in North Carolina right now or someplace. And we were drinking. I had bourbon and I got toasted. As a matter of fact, the episode, I don't think the episode ever aired. I was so embarrassed by it. I couldn't even listen to it. I deleted it. I bet there's a way to recover it. I should have saved it. That probably would have been... That would have been my homage to CNN. That doesn't happen now. And you people might be listening and saying, Jesus Christ, is this way... This is the way he acts when he's not drinking? Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I act when I'm not drinking. Because you're kind of fucked up. When you're fucked up when you're not drinking, and then you drink... You know, that's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't stay on point when I'm drinking coffee and I'm well rested. The, the the liquor thing, I would just, someone bring up a topic and it would just change. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, it is the beginning of new. I announced my goal, 1 million downloads for 2022. I'm not into numerology. We did do what was it, the previous two episodes ago, I talked about how the calendar is an arbitrary calendar and then there's better ways to track days. A matter of fact, it was funny, they said, the wife, when I was coming back from the gym today, my wife asked me to stop by the store and get a calendar because even though she has an iPhone and we all have smartphones, she she still uses the calendar to mark things like important dates like doctor's vi- visits and things like that. And he, me, the oldest person in the house, does not do that. I just put it right on. I told her, I said, you could put it on your calendar on your phone and you could send yourself an email. So, you know, and then you send yourself alerts. You can send yourself phone calls. You could do almost anything. But this... Uh, 2022 is we got some significant I guess some some of the people in the numerology we got February 2nd coming up which would be 222022 or written 22 
two two in that block form where you threw a month date. Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? That'll be it for and until gosh, two thousand for the twos. Yeah, the someone's going to have some, I mean, some religion or some cult will certainly have a field day on for that date. They certainly will. Someone's going to point it out. And I get that all the time at the, not just the, when were you born? And they go, are you going to do the astrology or are you trying to figure out if I remember shows, you're trying to get my age? And invariably, it's always astrology. And I said, oh, so a star cluster thousands of light years away will determine what my personality is like. Not my upbringing or my environment. Makes a lot of sense. Oh, and before I sign off, I was introduced to a phenomenon, uh, a, I wouldn't call it a phenomenon, an anomaly or a pop. This is a pop re- reference. There's these two guys called the Island Boys, and they're kind of rappers. They're white rappers from West Palm Beach, and for some reason, someone someone showed me the picture of them. I'm not going to post a picture on the show and stuff like that. I don't have a problem with them. I just thought the first time I saw them, I said, oh my God, it's a shame. These two guys are developmentally... I thought in my head when I saw them, they're two developmentally disabled guys in a pool doing some rapping and their hair's all fucked up and they got face tattoos and stuff like that. And I said, oh my God, who would do this to these guys? And stuff like that. And... Nope, it's two middle-class white guys from West Palm Beach that, you know, they transform themselves into uh, culturally appropriated these characters, and now they're out there, and I still think to this day, I'm looking at these poor guys, and I said, man, they got, I mean, how important is fame for you? But if you got to take a look at these island boys, see how desperate are you for attention? If you're that desperate with all the face tattoos, the hair thing they do to themselves, the hair, you're going to see the hair is outrageous. But then it, the, I'm thinking, how are they going to combine? I mean, you hear about Duck Dynasty, and those guys are actually used to be kind of like upper class, you know, that's a misrepresentation. They used to wear their polo shirts with the pop collars and the, the haircuts and stuff like that. But now they, they got the long beards and stuff like that. But 20 years ago, they weren't that. So these Island boys, man, oh, just look at them saying, how greedy are you for fame? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to get your face all tat, tatted up and fuck up your hair and have people think you're like that. There you go. I mean, Paris Hilton did it. She didn't do it for money because she already had money, so she did it for fame. And it turns out she's probably intelligent. I don't think these guys... I mean, they could be, but I don't see it. You you always see someone, you know, years later, like Marshall Mathers. I think that's Eminem. And very intelligent, in touch guy now. In the beginning, you think 
you heard his stuff, and, you know, when years ago. I was younger, so I didn't have that view of him. I'm thinking, well, it's kind of weird, but I thought it was weird in the beginning, and then it was not weird. I don't think the Island Boys have again not weird for me. I'd like to thank you for listening. Please keep in mind those downloads really help and keep it up. Thank you to all my listeners in the United States and all over the globe. Thank you very much and goodbye. Let me get the music on here.